You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. And now a quick shout out to a giant pain in the butt for e-com stores everywhere, getting the right photos and videos to sell your products. Here's the truth. Not a single transaction happens on the internet that doesn't involve a visual. If you're in e-commerce, you need professional photos. That's Suna. They're the virtual content studio. Join over 10,000 merchants who get high quality creative by simply shipping their product, joining their shoot online and paying for the photos they need as they go. Oh, and those photos, they're only $39 each. Your pain point is about to be your secret weapon. Get started today at Suna.co. That's S-O-O-N-A dot co. All right, I'm back today with my friend Liz Georgie, co-founder and CEO of Suna, for another episode of, I don't know, Killer Creative, let's call it. So I've said it before and I'll say it again, in the ever-evolving world of commerce, creative has shot up to the top of the list for me in terms of what brands need to build awareness and drive sales. The days of crappy product images, just kind of getting the job done, really, that doesn't work anymore. So a big part of product photography is using models. And today, I want Liz to school us a bit on how to truly use models effectively, given all the data she's seen from Suna clients, all her experience, and a recent research project her team completed. So Liz, awesome to have you back. I'm so pumped to be here with you today, Ben. We have a great topic for us to start with because models are kind of the thing. It's a big deal and they're everywhere and they're being used badly. Interesting. So maybe like before we get into how to use them effectively, give us a state of the state on on what's happening with models these days. For the last two years, really in the pandemic, as e-commerce has grown rapidly, we've seen more and more brands trying to find fun and interesting ways to help their products stand out. And you and I both know, and the listeners all know, that there is a huge amount of competition right now. And so enter models. People are using influencers. They're using their friends. They're using their colleagues. And if they're really stretching and spending their budget, they're working with modeling agencies to hire models. And as a result, we're seeing models used in a lot of use cases we hadn't before. Models were primarily being used for fashion products, home good products, and things of that nature. But now we're increasingly seeing models being used for health and wellness products, for pet products, for your prescription products. Products that were typically categories that were old and stale are embracing adding humans to their content, but it's not always going as well as I think they're hoping. Interesting. So... If I'm a a founder of a a brand listening, and I know a lot of them do, like I've got a great product. I'm super excited about it. You know, I've got a a spectrum of things I could do, right? In terms of product photography, I could take a picture of it, you know, on a white background. I could take a picture of it on a colored background in a studio. I could have a model. Help me understand, like, why should you consider using a model versus just product on a background? Absolutely. Models help us tell a story. They help us show how a product works step by step. 
They allow your customer to understand the scale of a product. Nothing makes it clearer how big a chair is, for example, than a person sitting on it, or how big a cup is than a person holding it. These kind of context clues help consumers understand how will it be contextualized in my home, how it will be contextualized on my body or in my life. On top of that, we also see how people use models to really create connection with consumers. If I see a woman who looks about my age, I'm going to connect with that product a little bit differently than if I see a man who's older, right? And so we contextualize also the audience that we're hoping to attract. These things all are really successful, by the way. We know from a lot of the data that we see, not just from Suna, but at Google, that when you add a hand model and you show the context or the size of a product, in addition to the actual inches of the product, you can increase sales by as much as 30% because it actually helps answer one of the biggest questions. I'm not sitting around going, I think six inches is about this big. But if I see someone holding a mug or wearing a glove, I can actually sort of contextualize how big it is compared to my hand. And so hand models are a really big answer for so many brands. On top of that, I also want to really emphasize that the reason that the fashion industry has been first is because everyone wants to know how a sweater is going to look on a person, how a pair of pants are going to look on a person. But what we often get wrong is that when it comes to the full body, we all have different sizes. We all have different shapes. And so sometimes that kind of imagery can actually be more confusing than it is helpful. So what are people doing? They're actually integrating user-generated content. They're integrating real influencers in their modeled images to show a range of sizes, a range of heights. And this helps answer the consumer question of, is this product for me? So always think about models as a way to really answer that question. Is this product going to fit into my life? Is this product going to meet my expectations? And is this product going to be right for who I am as a person? So interesting. And just picking up on something you said earlier that I hadn't really put a ton of thought into, like if you're set on getting a model for your shot, right? Like if you're just doing this independently, you either need to know models or go direct to an agency, like immediately right there, I'm just like, okay, that's beyond the scope of, of what I can personally execute, which is you know, another reason why I'm, I'm psyched about the, the partnership with Suna, but let's, let's dive into like some of the, the different factors, Liz, in, in terms of like, should it be a full body shot, hand only close up, you know, you've covered some of this and what you were saying, but you know, what sort of setups do you think a brand should include if they're going to be trying models for the first time? If you're trying models for the first time, there's two photos I want you to do every single time. The first is the product posed in hand, literally posed in the palm of a hand. Why? The palm of a hand is actually one of the easiest size clues that all of us has because we look at our hands all day. We understand generally what the reference is, but also it's extremely trendy for every single product category. It doesn't matter if you are in food and bev, if you are in beauty, if you are in pet, all of these products actually can be shown off in stylistic and really fun and creative ways using a hand. If you go to the Suna Studios Instagram account, you will see a celebration of hand images, hands holding lettuce, hands holding purses, hands holding pet food. We've got it all, but it's because these types of images, again, they really connect with audiences because you don't have to connect it to a body. You don't have to connect it to a size. You don't even have to connect it to a lifestyle. All you have to do is connect it to, can I 
imagine myself having this product. The second thing I really want you to embrace is a person in an environment. If you're going to use an entire body and you're going to use a full body model in your images, I want you to put them in a chair, in a living room, in a kitchen, especially if you sell a product that is used in those environments. So if you sell a product that's for the home living room or you sell a product that's for the kitchen, show that full body person using the product in the kitchen. And importantly, not looking at the camera, but looking at your product. Remember, your customer is looking at the product. They're trying to decide if this product is right for them. The model being fixated, infatuated with, and excited about that product is what's going to create that mental connection of, ah, this is also for me. I'm also excited about this product. This is gold. So the two key model shots are, you know, product in hand and then model in real environment. Uh, that's relatable. I, lo- I love that. So wh- what was this research project that you did about the top 1% of Shopify stores? Over the last three months, I've been obsessed to try and understand how have the top 1% of Shopify stores used models successfully. It would be really easy for every single brand just to go on Amazon or go on Nordstrom or go on target.com, look at how models are used and then try to replicate that. But the truth is, is the vast majority of merchants aren't competing with target.com. They're competing with merchants that are like them. They're competing with merchants that are on Shopify. And so we sought to speak to some of the top 1% of Shopify stores and really understand how have you used models and how have you used them successfully. And the things we learned really shocked me. One of the first learnings that we had is that consumers do not like it when a model looks directly into the camera. When a model looks directly into the camera, it actually draws the consumer's eye to that model's eyes instead of drawing the consumer's eye to the product. So you're going to want your models to look off screen or look down or look at your product. Always set their eye towards what you would want the consumer to look at. This really helps the top 1% of Shopify stores, especially those in fashion and in beauty, to draw attention to the product features that they most wanted consumers to know about. The second thing we learned is that serious models are out, joyful models are in. It was universal. If you go on Nordstrom, boy, oh boy, it's like a very serious situation with these models. And I thought for sure this is what the top 1% of Shopify stores were doing. But no, in fact, what we learned, they asked their models to laugh, to smile, to be extremely expressive. The more joyful, the better. We even heard about Some of our top 1% of Shopify stores, I'm thinking of a specific example, which is Sheets and Giggles, one of the silliest bedsheet companies you will ever find. They have their models hold a glass of wine while wearing the robes just to communicate that they're not taking themselves too seriously. It's a really joyful, fun business. This helped most of these brands convert at 10 to 20% higher than just the model sort of making a pretty face. Embrace joy, embrace happiness. You want your customer to be happy. Wow. You know, a lot of what you're saying is brilliant. It sounds really obvious, but it's the stuff that a first timer going through a shoot, like I would never think about these things, but like it makes a ton of sense have them looking at where you would want the consumer to look like it's almost like putting a spotlight um, and actually drawing, drawing their eyes. So yeah, I, I love that. 
fascinating. Isn't it so interesting how we've all been taking cues from the biggest brands in the world? But I think the thing to remember is even the biggest brands in the world do things wrong just because it's a pain in the butt to change things. And so if you're a small business, this is your chance to do something different and have a competitive advantage. Amazing. So Liz, such a great little episode together. For anyone who's listening that hasn't tried Suna, where should we tell them to go? For all the listeners of the e-commerce marketing school podcast, we want to help you create these images. We have amazing hand models and full body models that start at $99 for your photo shoot. It's an incredible way to get started with real people in your images. So go to Suna.co. That's S-O-O-N-A.co. Awesome. Liz, thanks for coming on and we'll catch you on the next one. 